This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blank, episode 180. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. I'm super excited that you're here today. My mission is to help you become financially free with real estate, and there's nothing better than apartment buildings. Whether you're an active investor or passive, it doesn't matter. The result is exactly the same. It's financial freedom. I want to share with you, three years ago when I went on the Real Estate Guys cruise, it was an eye-opener for me. Not only did I meet Robert Kiyosaki in person, but I met all these other people. And they were all saying the same thing. Look, they were basically essentially saying the sky is falling. The sky is falling. You know, we're about to head into some kind of massive storm, currency devaluation. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me right now? And after what it basically my reaction to that was after disbelief was studying this matter a little bit more. And I'm really studying more the macroeconomic trends with regards to debt and what that means for possible currency de devaluation. So I'm watching with fascination of what happened in, for example, Turkey, when inflation was a thousand plus percent. And the same thing happened in Venezuela. What is happening? Why is that happening? And is it possible that the same thing is currently happening with the United States and other world economies? And the answer is, yes, it is. And it's inevitable. So if you look at the, the way that debt is structured and the interest around the debt and the continual printing of money to afford everything, where's all that going to end? Well, it's going to end in default or better yet, a devaluation of the currency to basically make that debt go away. So it's a fascinating scenario. And the question is, what does that mean for real estate investors? And the more I look at it, the more I love real estate because it's a hedge against a currency devaluation. And of course, it creates cash flow and have tax benefits. But one of the main elements of what these high net worth individuals are doing to hedge their bets as an insurance policy is gold. Gold is the ultimate inflation hedge. So as currencies become devalued, and we saw that, or if there's a recession or any kind of uncertainty, gold prices go up. So in other words, over time, gold is always going up, and it is essentially, the value of gold is always the same. Now, the currency has been devalued every single year, but the value of gold is, about the, is, is the same. So relative to currency, it's going up. So it's the ultimate inflation hedge. And so I wanted to kind of shine the light and raise the level of awareness on gold. And so I brought two of the biggest experts in gold onto the show. And I just can't believe they both agreed to come on the show. Getting one of them was good enough, but I got both of them. And the first one is Brian London. Brian London is, is basically, he's the executive editor of Gold Newsletter. And he's also the host of the New Orleans Investment Conference, which is happening November 1 through 4th of 2019. He's been doing this for 40 years. And his Gold Newsletter is the most widely and one of the best newsletters on this topic of gold and the markets around gold. The second guest is Daniel Samuelson. And he has literally been involved in precious metals transactions over $1 billion worth since 1980. So he is a precious metals dealer. So if you actually want to take possession of gold or silver, he's the guy to call. So one of the main things when you're buying precious metals is the party that you're buying from. There's a lot of counterfeits out there. And uh, and so Dana is a trusted source that I've bought gold from as well. So I got both of them on here to talk about why should you care about gold in the first place? Why is it important? And then 
what is the outlook for gold, right? If it's going up, why is it going up? If it's going down, why is it going down? And then how do you actually get started investing in gold, both on paper, uh, paper assets as well as physical precious metals? So with that, let's get right into the show with Brian London and Daniel Samuelson. Here we go. Dana and Brian, welcome to the show today. Great to be with you, Michael. <laughs> yes, Michael. Great to be here with you. Thanks for so having real- us. Oh, this is great. I'm so honored to have like the, the two preeminent gold experts on the same show at the same time. So awesome. Before we get going, Dana, just introduce yourself a little bit so people know who, you're, who you are. I'm Dana Samuelson. I'm president of American Gold Exchange. Uh, we are a physical precious metals dealer located in Austin, Texas. I've been in the business almost 40 years. This is my 39th year. I founded American Gold Exchange 20 years ago, so this is our 20th year as a business. I have a vested interest in following the the market because I have an inventory and that's what I do. I follow the gold price literally almost every day, all day, every day for the last 20 years, not including my career before that. In addition, I've been a classic U.S. gold coin dealer and I'm the immediate past president of the Professional Numismatist Guild, which is the leading organization of rare coin dealers in the country. So we've got some wherewithal in the classic coin market as well. I'm so thrilled you're here, Dana. Uh, Brian, just uh, provide a brief introduction about you as well. Well, uh, I'm Brian London. I write and publish Gold Newsletter, which is the oldest precious metals advisory in the world. I also produced and host the annual New Orleans Investment Conference, which is uh, the oldest investment conference in the world. Both of these were started by Jim Blanchard, who is kind of a common thread between Dana and I. We both work for Jim starting back in the 1980s. And Jim Blanchard was an icon in the industry, really was the driving force to getting gold legalized for American citizens back in the early 1970s. So I'm carrying on that tradition. Gold newsletter goes out monthly. We have a weekly alert service. We have a free e-letter that people can subscribe to on our our website, goldnewsletter.com. And our annual investment conference is this fall, November 1st through the 4th, and features a lot of really big names from geopolitics, economics, various investment sectors, and a really good following and focus now on real estate investing, thanks to uh, real estate guys and their growing, their big tribe of dedicated followers who we've kind of co-adopted each other here over the last five years or so. Yeah, it's funny. I met you. Speaking of the real estate guys, I met both of you on the, the real estate guys cruise. And when yeah. I first went there three years ago... I just couldn't believe it. Like I normally don't pay attention to macroeconomic issues because I feel like I can't control them. Mm-hmm. After having come back from that cruise, I was like, my gosh, I think I need to pay attention to some of these things. And one of those things was the role of gold. And so I want to, I want, I want both of you guys' perspective on why should the average investor, or for that matter, the average real estate investor, even care about gold? Dana, you want to take that first? Well, yes, gold is a natural counterbalance to traditional paper assets. So if stocks and bonds or real estate prices are going up, gold is probably going down, but vice versa. If if the traditional economics are weakening, uh, the gold price traditionally will be rising. And that's kind of the phase we're in right now or have been in for the last six months. We see a weakening global economy, uh, not so much here at the U.S. shores yet, 70% 70% of the U.S. economy is driven by consumer spending, and consumer spending here in the U.S. has been pretty good uh, over the last six months. But clearly, China's weakening, Europe is weakening, Germany, the economic engine of Europe is weakening. And this environment, 
know, gold is a good way to offset weakening investments elsewhere. The stock market in the U.S. has been doing pretty good, but it's looking a little toppy, so you need to be careful there. And the reason real estate investors should have some gold in their portfolio is because you know, when the crisis of 2008 came and liquidity dried up, you know, gold's one of the most liquid things there is. And at that point in time, it took off like a rocket as the natural counterbalance. We've already seen that cycle perform perfectly for gold, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Yeah, we saw this huge, obviously, spike in gold and the recession, everything else kind of tanked, including its stock market, and gold took off. Brian, what's your perspective on that? Why should the average investor even start, you know, caring about gold? Well, the uh, interest in gold is kind of the inverse of confidence in the reigning currency. For the U.S., it's the dollar. Really, for the world, it's the dollar. It's the global reserve currency. So when people lose faith in the, the currency or the value of the currency, then they tend to go to gold. And it's not exactly a new phenomenon. It's been throughout human history, four or 5,000 years, whenever people lose faith in government management of the economy or the currency then they buy gold. Typically, that's, or traditionally, that's evidenced by price inflation, and gold is a good counterbalance to that as real estate, as our real estate investments. Uh, today, we haven't had much inflation lately, but gold has been rising because there are other issues afoot. We've had an era, well, really since the early 1970s, when central bankers, or the U.S. actually, severed its last remaining tie to gold in 1971 which is when gold newsletter was actually started because of that. From that point forward, central bankers could print currency with wild abandon and without any repercussions. And throughout that era, the first thing they did was screw everything up in the 1970s and drive the car into the ditch. But after that, they got a little more circumspect. Whenever the economy would slow down, they would print uh, money or ease interest rates successively more and more because the patient needed additional dosage to get the same effect with each economic slowdown or economic crisis. That's come to the point now where we are at literally 5,000 year lows on interest rates where the majority of sovereign debt now is at negative interest rates, where debts have been accumulated to such a degree that they cannot be handled any other way other than devaluation of the underlying currencies. That's the big picture right now that is leading a lot of people to invest in gold. That's why gold and silver prices are rising. And what's been interesting for us is that, and, and one of the things that has brought the real estate investors more to gold and, and gold investors looking into real estate is these trends actually both drive real estate values as well as precious metals values. So the, these trends actually benefit both sectors. So there's a natural affinity between the two. So you talked about this currency devaluation. That's fascinating. It was fascinating to me when I first heard about three years ago. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we're used to is inflation, right? Uh, the Fed's target interest rate is, is a two, you know, make make my cash 2% less every single year. So that's kind of like this normal thing. But you yeah. guys are talking about something, something bigger. Can you provide some perspective on, you talked about uh, the mounting debt. The only way out of that is by devaluing the currency. Like, can you provide some, I don't think, uh, can you just provide some more information about what your thoughts are there? What could happen? Well, the debt now is about $22.5 thereabouts. At these levels, we'll never be able to have, for instance, normal interest rates. Throughout human history, the natural rate of interest has been about 6%. And now we're at uh, all-time lows globally and going in that direction in the U.S. We can't manage interest rates even at 
3% because the, the cost of servicing the federal debt would be too high. Would it, appro- it would approach, say, a, a trillion dollars a year. And that would be a breaking point for the U.S. economy. At that point, I think the public would start looking at or asking the question, why are we even paying these debts? Why are we paying interest on the federal debt? That money is going to rich fat cats who invested in bonds. It's going to a lot of foreign nationals. It's going to China. Why should we even pay those debts? And when that conversation turns in that direction, and you can already see it in the political sphere, that a lot of politicians trying to get elected are already talking about free everything from healthcare to college to everything else and forgiving student loans, et cetera. So it's a natural evolution to talk about forgiving the debts and not paying those debts. At that point, the decline in the value of the dollar would, would really accelerate. Regardless of what happens, within a few years, we're actually going to be borrowing to pay the interest on the debt. And at that point, debt creation just goes exponential. So regardless of where interest rates go, we know, or in the near term, we know that over the long term, we can never have normal interest rates, higher interest rates. They're not going to be content to sit still, and they're most likely going to continue to go lower. Again, that benefits because real rates, the interest rate minus the uh, rate of inflation, will be negative going forward, uh, ultra low to negative going forward. And that benefits gold, silver. It benefits real estate. And it bolsters the argument that investors need to have their feet in both sectors. They need to really be positioned in both areas. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. So Danny, you talked about that gold was kind of on a a tear the last six months. What is your outlook for gold and precious metals? Well, I do think that uh, the reason gold has been going higher is because gold loves cheaper money for some of the reasons Brian just explained, specifically real interest rates. So if interest rates are 4% and inflation is 2%, the real rate of return is 2% after inflation. Now, interest rates have dropped. And if you look at bond yields in particular over the last three to six months, they've plummeted in particular since May 1st. Okay, so that means money is getting cheaper. So if inflation is still one and a half to two percent, whatever it is, it's actually higher than that. The real rate of return is declining. The gold holds its value best in a declining or lowering interest rate scenario, which is what we're in. And I do think interest rates are going to continue to go lower. The Fed has cut rates a quarter point in a healthy U.S. economy. And President Trump is now not tweeting about a half a point rate cut in the future, a full rate point cut in the future, which is by Fed standards, it's gargantuan. It's amazingly high. So I think the Fed is going to be forced to cut rates further. The bond yields are already dropping to their 30-year bond yields, what it's its lowest rate ever right now. And we've had bond yield inversion, which is a signal of perhaps a coming recession. Uh, which feeds into the global economic slowdown that we've been in since late 2018 or mid-2018. So in this environment, gold likes cheaper money. I think gold is going to go higher still. It's about 1500 an ounce right now. Silver's just a little over 17 And if we see U.S. rates in particular, which are the biggest driver of uh, the gold price, go lower, gold will go higher. If we get a quarter point or a half a point rate cut, gold will be 1550 1600 1650 within the next year, maybe even higher, I think. So I think we're in a rising trend. The trend is your friend. 
and we're still in it. Nothing's changed. <laughs> so you, you said that, first, certainly uh, lower interest rates are great for real estate, for, for sure. So mm-hmm. all right. happy to hear about that. Brian, help explain why Dana said that gold loves cheaper money. In other words, if, if interest rates go down, why would that affect gold and why would it go up? Well, gold is an investment that pays no interest. You know, a bond pays an interest. Stocks either typically, uh, a lot of stocks rather, pay a dividend or, or benefit from lower rates or a growing economy. Gold kind of just sits there. That's why some people disparage it as a bar- barbarous relic, pet rock kind of a thing. It not only just sits there, it has a carrying cost. You have to pay somebody to store it and guard it and insure it. That cost of storage is, you know, what Dana, one or two points a year, up to one or two points a year, probably in uh, bulk in a good area for half a point, I guess, in uh, carrying costs. So it actually costs you money now, and it doesn't pay any interest. So when interest rates are anywhere above zero and anything else out there, when bonds are paying any kind of interest, then they are better investment from that standpoint than gold. But when bonds are paying a negative interest rate, then all of a sudden gold sitting at at zero or little and appreciating is the high yielding alternative. When the carrying cost of gold gets down to zero or less, then, then there's no burden to buy gold. And people can hedge, particularly big investors and institutions can hedge their investments very easily with gold ownership because they're essentially getting a free ride in relation to bonds and everything else that would actually cost them money. So how can someone actually get into buying gold or precious metals? Like how do they, how does one even get started in adding that to their portfolio? Dan, you want to take that first? Well, I'm in the physical gold sector. So there's a, there's three ways you can basically harness the price of gold. One is through a gold ETF like GLD, which is a pay, way to paper trade gold. Uh, another way to, to harness the gold price is something Brian specializes in, which are gold mining shares, which is investing in the companies that actually pull the gold out of the ground. Now, I'm a physical gold dealer, so I deal in sovereign minted one-ounce gold coins. The U.S. Mint makes gold eagles. Canadian Mint makes maple leaves. South African Mint makes Krugerrands. These are all just one-ounce round bars minted by sovereign mints. This is a physical way to hold gold as an alternative to a paper trading, either a GLD or ETF or a mining stock. So if you want to get into the physical sector, that's what I specialize in. We're a national mail order business. Gold is very competitively priced at the most basic product line, which is what I've just described. This is vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, as far as the most popular one-ounce gold pieces there are. You know, in the old days, it used to be bars that were privately made. Uh, we're seeing some problems with actually Chinese counterfeits coming in through uh, some of the online selling platforms these days. You have to be a little bit careful, which is why it's better to stick with a sovereign minted product like a Gold Eagle or a Canadian Maple Leaf and do business with a reputable dealer like myself. There's, there are plenty of others out there. But that's basically the way you can buy physical gold. We treat transactions just like a stock transaction will be handled over the phone. You place an order, send us the money, we ship you the gold. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and so, and I've I've certainly bought gold from you, Dana. It's, it's pretty uh, pretty painless, and it's kind of cool get these <laughs> get these gold <laughs> coins in the, in the mail. That's uh, that was pretty neat. Hey, uh, so Brian, what, what would be the argument? So we talked, Dana. You talked about the physical gold. What would be the argument for going the paper route? 
Well, if you're confident that there's an uptrend in gold, that the economic scenarios are arguing for a rising metals prices, there are ways to, and, and that argument usually means that there's some kind of economic uncertainty out there, which means you need to have physical holdings of precious metals, of bullion. I tell people that there's a foundation you need to build, you need to have physical ownership, you need to have some of that physical ownership in your possession or readily accessible. But beyond that, if you're, as an investor, you look at the trend for metals being inevitably higher, then you can leverage that through certain ways. I mean, you could always do futures and options, very risky, takes a lot of experience. You can invest in mining stocks that offer inherent leverage to the metals. And even within that area of mining stocks, there's a wide spectrum from producers down to junior explorers that we kind of specialize in. It's really intimidating for a newbie to get involved in because you not only run from physical metals to these leveraged paper investments and everything in between, but within each of those sectors, there's another little spectrum of, say, bullion from, from bullion bars and coins through uh, semi-numismatics, through numismatics, and then gold and silver and platinum and palladium. We have a report on our website at goldnewsletter.com called The Investor's Guide to Gold and Silver that really explains all of these areas, uh, shows our recommended dealers. Foremost among those is Dana, because I've known Dana since my first day in the business, and I send my friends and family to him. It's very important to have a coin dealer that you trust. That is by far the most important, because if you trust that dealer, they're going to give you competitive pricing as well. That report can kind of answer a lot of these questions. It also tells people what conferences to go to to learn more about gold investing, mining stock investing, etc. It's important for people who get involved in this area to educate themselves, to learn about it before they really dive in head first. And it is important for people to be invested in this area because of these economic trends we're we've been discussing. Yeah, that's come to my, to my awareness as well. It's really important to really study the whole thing of precious metals, which I want to bring you guys on, on board. It's not something where you can just stick our head in the sand and, hey, everything's going to be fine because the gold is a hedge against a lot of things that you guys are predicting and not just you guys, but Robert Kiyosaki and Peter Schiff and, and these guys. And it's important to educate yourself. Uh, Dana, I wanted to ask you about the, you know, actually buying physical gold. Can you talk about the process of what that entails and how it's shipped and, and some of the storage options and then maybe how it can be sold. Can you talk about that? Yeah, well, I told you some of the products we deal in that are the most competitively priced and routinely traded, which are liquid everywhere around the country to any reputable coin dealer. I mean, literally, the reason gold is desirable is you can hold $100,000 worth of gold in your hands. It's real portable wealth and it's the world's oldest form of currency before any paper monies were ever invented. So the process is just like, like I said earlier, it's like buying a stock. You call your dealer up or you go into their place of business and you discuss what you want to buy. We target the pricing to whatever the current actual gold price is because it goes up and down just like stocks and bonds do on a daily basis. Uh, there's a small minting premium for these gold coins that are made for the integrity of the product. We make literally 1% to 2% profit over our cost from the mint on the Gold Eagles or the Canadian Maple Leafs. Once we have a locked-in transaction, you send us the money, we ship you the gold. We ship everything fully insured privately via FedEx or with the U.S. Post Office registered mail. These are the two safest ways to go. For the public, uh, getting a FedEx policy like we have as a dealer 
is cost prohibitive, but it works for us. Uh, as far as storage, you want to have it someplace where it's safe that you have access to. It used to be that you'd put it in a bank safe deposit box, but some banks are now writing precious metals or coins out of their charters for safe deposit boxes. Doesn't mean you still can't put them in there, but if push comes to shove, you may not be able to get it if you want it. Uh, we have private storage facilities we do recommend. There's a good one in Delaware. There's a good one in Las Vegas. These are for people that generally have a large amount of either dollar, vol dollar value or volume. You know, uh, silver, you can hold $100,000 worth of gold in your hands. If you had $100,000 worth of silver, you'd need a forklift to move it around. It takes up a lot of weight and storage space. So that's where some of the professional depositories come and come into place. And what if I want to- So it's pretty simple. It's not complicated. What if I want to sell it? If you want to sell it, then we make a two-way market. We'll buy it back from you ourselves, but you'll have to deliver it to our office in Austin, Texas, which a lot of people do. They'll ship gold back to us, or you can bring it in physically, or you can sell it to any reputable dealer that there is in the country, walk into their place of business and do the same thing. We offer very competitive buy prices, and we normally pay a little bit more to our own clients than we pay to people who walk in off the street who have never done business with us before, but the, the price difference is tiny. But if you're a customer of ours, we want to make it as competitive as possible and make it hard for you to do business anywhere else, both buying and yeah. selling. Brian, what's the one thing that you want people listening, watching this to remember about gold? Well, it's a form of freedom. It, it provides freedom. It insulates you from the inevitability of a man's mismanagement of currency. You know, it's human nature that throughout history, governments have always misspent. And this goes back to ancient Greece, Rome, even before then, whether it's through wars or entitlements, you know, bread and circuses, whatever, governments have overspent their means, have created debts they have not been able to uh, discharge. They can't discharge this by any other means than devaluing the currency that it's denominated in. It's happened in the U.S. just uh, a bit more slowly, like the frog in the boiling pot. It's going to happen. It's happening now. And I think what has been inevitable for many years in regard to the U.S. debt has now become imminent, that within the next few years, we're going to reach kind of a, a, a turning point in that where if we don't have some kind of a financial crisis, it's going to be widely expected that it's down the road a bit. And at that point, it may be difficult to buy metals at all, much less at anywhere near current prices. So if anyone has any significant amount of wealth that they've accumulated in their life, they need to ensure that through some physical metals and then kind of explore investing in this trend that uh, I think has only just begun over the last six months or so, really just three months or so. Um, and then I think it's going to go for a, a number of years hence. Interesting. Dana, how about you? What's the one takeaway from today's call? You know, any financial planner will tell you, you should have five to 10% of your total assets in, in gold or silver or both. Gold is basically an insurance policy for the rest of your money. And that's why they recommend it. Now, some of our customers do 25%. Some are, you know, real gold bugs and do 50%, which is extreme. But if the market's going the right way, you know, it's a good bet sometimes. Gold is a currency unto itself. It is not paper money. And politicians do not have the political will to deal with the fiscal problems this country has. And Brian is completely correct. The debt that we have, the interest on the debt is going to continue to eat into whatever money the government takes in. The debt service for our country this year will be 
probably second to military spending, and soon it will exceed our military spending. That's never happened before. And that's why gold is a good insurance policy for the rest of your money. If you want to learn more about it, Brian does post the best conference in the world for hard assets, the New Orleans Investment Conference, which will be this November. And uh, it's really a great place to learn. Plus, it's a, it's a great city to go visit for a few days. New Orleans is a wonderful place to be. So it's an insurance policy. That's really what it is. And once you buy the premium, you don't have to pay for it again. You have it. It's not like a car policy or a health policy. You just have to keep writing the check. You get your golden insurance policy. You've got it to keep. Yeah. So you guys uh, both put out such great resources about learning more about this gold. Brian, how can people find out more about you and the gold newsletter and the investment conference? Uh, very easy. Goldnewsletter.com, neworleansconference.com. The conference this year is November 1st through the 4th. It's going to be, a, a as Dana graciously uh, mentioned, it's going to be a wonderful event. Going to tell you everything you need, you need to know about the current economic trends, uh, as well as specific areas to invest from real estate to precious metals to every other primary and mainstream investment sector. Um, so really those websites, goldnewsletter.com, neworleansconference.com. That's awesome. Dana, for those who uh, want to find out more about owning precious metals, uh, how do people connect with you? Well, our uh, website is our web store. Basically, it's www.amergold.com, American Gold Exchange in Austin, Texas. Uh, we do have a special getting started report, too, if you want to learn the, the most basic fundamentals about how to get started. You can email info at amergold.com and we can set you up with, uh, with a report via PDF. So go to our website. It's full of uh, complete transparency and pricing, availability. Uh, we also do daily gold market commentary and routine gold market commentary when the bigger picture is happening. Uh, I put out a June 4th commentary that said, hey, gold looks like it's ready to go higher because bond yields were plummeting. And uh, gold popped up $150 since then. So we were ahead of the curve. We helped people buy cheap more cheaply before the price rose and told them why, more importantly. Yeah, so everyone listening, watching this, you guys, you need to educate yourself about gold and precious metals and why it's important that you have that. And Dana and Brian have the best resources on there. So I'll put all this stuff in the show notes. It's going to be at themichaelblank.com forward slash session 180. So you guys go to that and we'll put all the links in the show notes. Hey, I want to thank both you guys, Dana and Brian, for being on the show today. Thank you, Michael. It's been wonderful to be here with you. Uh, really um, happy to have met you a couple of years ago on the cruise. And I'm really especially happy of the success that you've been having in the real estate sector. It's wonderful to know you and thank you for having me and Brian. Yes, Michael. Thanks a lot. Great to see you again. Hope to see you in New Orleans and or the cruise coming up. That was a lot of information at once, I know, but my call to action, you guys, is to look into it and study this, study the economy with regards to precious metals. So go to Daniel Samuelson and Brian London. I'll put the show, uh, the, the notes in the show notes. It's themichaelblank.com forward slash session 180, because we mentioned a lot of websites and things of that nature. That's where to go. So definitely look into that. Consider uh, subscribing to Brian's newsletter. It is something that you have to pay for. And also considering going to sh uh, his uh, his conference in November 1. Now, I was going to go. I have a con I have a conflict. I can't go. But I definitely want to go next year. It's uh, I've heard it is a fantastic conference. 
And when you mentioned the real estate guys, uh, I am going to be at the real estate guys event in September, actually, right around now. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll see you there. And uh, so check out some of the events that they have coming up. Go, go to the michaelblank.com forward slash guys, because I tend to go to, to their events. I love them. I love the, the crowd they've assembled there. So check that out as well. Speaking of education, I, I have this uh, free webinar that I put together for those of you guys who have not yet done your first apartment building deal. All right. Have, is that you? <laughs> okay. If you haven't done your first deal, then this is a free webinar. It's called How to Buy Your First Apartment Building Deal, even if you don't have any experience or your own cash. It's at themichaelblanc.com forward slash blueprint. And it's a free webinar where I basically show you how to do your first deal. So check that out, themichaelblanc.com forward slash blueprint. Hope you really enjoy that. All right, guys, that was it for today. Thank you so much. Catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.